Tootsies. Once you pop, you can't stop. Once you, Once pop. you pop, you cannot stop. No. The Once loving trio of gentle merrymen back in the studio today. How are you boys f- living? I'm having an IPA. Bro, it is <laughs> it is 9.30 in the morning and JP Gav is having an IPA. You're on the way out. I guess it is Saturday, so mm-hmm. we can... Today's... It's Friday, dude. Oh, it's even, even better. better Friday. <laughs> Uh, we're on it's our. It's not nine thirty in the morning. Just Saturday. so everybody knows, it's one oh five p.m. It's and eight. I mean, it's still early. Forty five in the morning, and Jeremy has already done a rail of cocaine. <laughs> Feeling responsible. Jeremiah Paul Donis went out last night, had some queso fundido, and came back had this a morning. Blast, man, and he is drinking IPAs like in guys who drink ipas dude i am having a good time i don't um appreciate you taking the last ipa in there without considering me and steve in this equation you told me that ipas make you depressed they do so i did i assumed you didn't want one steve didn't seem like he was ready to start no i do my drinking from 4 a.m to 6 (laughs) a.m yeah so yeah and then julian starts right do you, you guys just have a baton we which is yeah. just an ipa that you hand off julian starts yeah. at 6 30. yeah he wakes yeah. up and says good morning and i say good night i don't really i don't like day drinking at all i don't really like drinking in general but uh i drank last night and i just feel like you know you can me- you can like drinking you like you can it's interesting that, because my relationship with drinking is i think very similar to yours in that i know i'm a much better op operating human being when I'm not drinking, mm-hmm. but I love to have a drink. Yeah. Like I love to have you a tequila. You like it for different reasons. Like you like to like celebrate like hard work and like then going and enjoying a, a drink after that. I guess I like that too. I just, I don't like the taste and I, I just like the condition. You don't like, like there's nothing refreshing about like a light beer. Uh, maybe like you- a cider. Yeah. That's about it. That's about it though. Mm-hmm. But honestly, I'd prefer an or an apple juice. Like that would be honestly the best. If I for taste. And, but but you like the feeling that drinking gives you. It's so weird because when I stopped I, I was like, "Oh man, that was just a feeling that I had inside of me that I was able to manifest whenever I wanted to when I wasn't drinking." So it's just like do like I'm capable of having those feelings. It just makes me feel stupid, honestly. And, and I've, I've gotten back to it, having a relationship with it where, yeah, I mean, I like, I like getting tipsy and being like, cool, I feel loose and I can do anything I want. But like when I'm not drinking, I can still do that. I just guess I don't. So, hmm. yeah, I same here. Whenever I'm off the sauce long enough, I'm like, I don't miss it necessarily. Uh, the, I, the only thing I do miss is the tradition of it. Like yeah. I enjoy getting like preparing for a thing that I, that everybody's going to get together and celebrate with. And like, once everybody's there being like, guys, yeah, you know, and cheersing and celebrating together. But I'm curious if that's like when I growing up in church, we would do communion, Mm -hmm. right? Like in the Bible, it talks about Christ breaking bread, like uh, amongst his disciples, the body of Christ, whenever he, whenever you (laughs) drink this, uh, wine and take break this bread mm-hmm. do so in my name i'm completely misquoting the bible yeah, well, t- which is you should know this stuff relatively Alan. sacrilegious but um i'm curious if that's what he was talking about necessarily because this is one thing that you don't get 
in the written word very often is intent behind the speaker, especially when you're quoting somebody. Mm-hmm. Like there's so much left to intent. And uh, I mean, especially when you translate it a bunch of times too, I'm sure that there's like the intent behind something can be mis- mis- misused. But uh, when I'm not on the, when I take my breaks from the drinking, which is like, I do it the last few tours I've done, I've done that. Mm-hmm. I just like don't drink unless I got an off day or something. But that's the thing I miss. I miss like the yeah the camaraderie, the camaraderie of yeah. it. Like you just everybody gets together and like cheers us. I really enjoy that. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I do too. I think not drinking for me when I stopped for as long as I did, I missed not participating right. when people were. I right. was like, oh, that like looks fun. I could totally do that, and I was like participating like in being there obviously and not drinking but i i like being able to participate now and be like yeah. oh sure yeah alan you having one then pour me one up too daddy because i'm having an ipa at 1 p.m and it's friday night baby i'm getting ready to get <laughs> souped up apologize for all the friends at home for that <laughs> unfortunate sound that julian just made with his mouth you should have just seen the eyes he gave me you looked so disappointed in me in that moment <laughs> are you disappointed in me too steve not once man i've been drunk since 96 <laughs> god damn you Libby. i've been drunk since 96 oh man consistently Whole time, whole time. No. Have dude. you ever taken breaks? Yeah, he always <clears throat> used to take. You were the first person to introduce me to like taking time <laughs> off. Like when, when we were, I mean, I would have been twenty six or so, and you would just all, always take November's off. No drinking. Or no October's. No which was November. it? Yeah, sober October. Mm. Yeah, and you don't do that anymore. No. <laughs> <laughs> what happened? How come? I figured out that I like drinking in October. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Drinking is such an interesting thing, man. It's so, it's so, it's so bad for you, but it's so fun. And it's also just like, I don't know when you, have you taken a break, Steve, before like proper, like long-term more than a month? I, I mean, I can't recall, but I don't like to think of it that way as like a relationship as far as I needing to take a break. Yeah. Yeah. Should I probably, but. Yeah. I don't know. I, again, I, I, I can't recall like a time where I was like, nope, six months. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I, I said a year when I originally stopped. And after that year, it was like, there's definitely no point in going back to this now. Right. Uh, I mean, it's impressive, in, you know, from what you were doing to going a year off. It's a testament to your strength, your mental strength, because I think that's what it is more than physical. It was so crazy to be a bartender during those years, too. Mm. And like bartending mm. at this like dive bar kind of place and mm-hmm. just watching people come in and get drunk and realizing like... People would always be like, isn't it hard to bartend and not drink? I was like, not here. It's honestly easier. <laughs> yeah. No, like I, was, I see how yeah. stupid people are and I'm, and it's just a reflection of how I was. I was going to say so working long. in the industry for so long, I've had that with coworkers and friends too, where almost being in the environment of people drinking and abusing it like crazy makes it honestly easier because it's like every night there's an example of, oh yeah, I'm glad I'm not doing that. Right. Yeah. Yeah, the time that I spent off was, I think, right in the middle of a... I've just been on being surrounded by it all the time. You're constantly... You, you can p- pick out, like, the aspects of drinking that are incredibly unfortunate, yeah. which are people just 
acting like fools. Mm-hmm. I mean, those people drinking too, they, they were always just like, it's easier when I'm working and I don't know these fucking people. Mm-hmm. But when it's like, again, 10 of your friends, you want to be part of the ritual. Exactly. Yeah. Or the whatever, the hang. Right. I remember when I first stopped, I was, I wanted to feel like nothing had changed so I could like continue to be the same exact guy I was prior, just nixing the drinking. And so I was going out in New York out to like four o'clock in the morning with my friends and drinking Red Bulls. I'd have like seven Red Bulls in a night and I would be like more fucked up than the people that were drunk. Yeah. And I was just like feeling awful, like just zinging off the walls and people were just like, you know, drunk and slurring. And I was just like, it was such a different experience. And I was like, this is so, this is so stupid. I don't need to be going out and doing the same things. Like it doesn't make any sense anymore. So it was nice to, Finally, be able to get to bed by eleven thirty p.m. and be like, "Sweet, dude, this is a uh, this is what this is what people do that are responsible. This is nice." Yeah, drinking more than one Red Bull a day is this is not, not going to do you well. Uh, it's no, awful, man. I think you should only drink delicious canned iced coffees. Yeah, dude, these ladder coffees are. I've already had a Red Bull. It's a ladder coffee. They uh, have graciously sponsored the podcast for the next couple months and have given Jeremiah Paul Donis his greatest <laughs> achievement of all time, which is what, folks? What free cold brew. Free cold yeah, brew, free baby. Cold brew. Hey, folks. Today, our episode is brought to you in part by our good friends at Ladder Coffee. Head to laddercoffee.com and you can order beans directly from the brewer, as well as some of this beautiful cold brew locally owned and operated out of spokane washington check it out ladder coffee i'm jacked uh i'm trying to find jeremiah paul donis where is the photo of you at that uh thanksgiving party i didn't post it you didn't post this picture Uh uh-uh oh bro tristan has it though he could send it to us that's a pretty good i think i might actually have it some i don't know i don't want to sit here and look through my phone for it um, oh that's such a good photo yeah that photo is pretty fun that was great hilarious photo uh, what what's what, what's hilarious about the photo so yeah we just had like a 70s jive turkey feast oh, yeah, jive yeah, yeah. turkey feast and there's a and julian has this photo that it, like it's one of the greatest photos of all time <laughs> in my personal opinion uh he took some powdered sugar and just like rubbed it over his upper lip so it looks like he's just like super minging on some pingers <laughs> and did he snort that while he was doing coke <laughs> i feel like that's probably double dangerous. yeah yeah right real nice no um and uh, just his the look on his face, like whoever captured it, is just did an incredible job of uh, of uh, framework on the, the <laughs> cameras. is very good, um, but yeah, God, I miss I miss Mac Ayers. I know, man. He was such Steve, a... Steve, you didn't even meet him. No, didn't even really? meet him. Really? No. Oh, dang, dude. Oh, man. Um, what a little sweet boy. He was super cool, man. He was super cool. We've had, we, we just <laughs> dropped off our friend Mac Ayers at the airport yesterday. And uh, what a wonderful time we, we had. I think it's super cool that one... We were talking about this on the way back from uh, dropping him off. That it takes especially 
now during a pandemic, right? Like to travel mm-hmm. right now is like, it's terrifying, right? Regardless of how much, how safe you are. Like yeah. we, we didn't see anybody hardly. <clears throat> we tested to make sure that we were okay. Um, and yet it's still like kind of terrifying because mm-hmm. it's, I mean, I haven't been on a plane in a year, bro. I used to f- take like 75 flights a year. Yeah. I haven't been on a plane in a year. I can't imagine like getting on a plane right now. I'm about Pretty to go weird. to Australia soon and, and that's going to be fucking terrible. <laughs> <laughs> just having to wear a mask. All yeah. The just wear a face mask. For, Cause like, you know, we're, with this whole situation, we're all like a very closed Jules. You and I live together. Steve, you live out in the woods with Laura. Like we're all very safe and isolated. isolated. Yeah. And so we like, unless we are around a bunch of new people, we don't mask up because mm-hmm. we've all been together, right? Like we've all, we're all in the same thing. Yeah. We're very safe. Like Steve, the other day you sat out the live at the lodge in a means to be safe. Cause you had a relative coming who has a, an at risk, um, daughter. Uh, but, uh, it's regardless, it's, it's just a terrifying time to travel Yeah. Re- regardless of how safe you are. Um, and he came all the way from LA and not only is it like a hard time to travel, but like just, just going to somebody else's house that you've only met through like Instagram mm-hmm. is that's another incredibly like, risk. vulnerable risk. Right. But like to see because my favorite thing is entertaining people. I love like I, having people at my house. Making like people s- tune a melt at like two thrill. o'clock in the morning. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I just love having people over, and and cooking and like treating them. I just really enjoy that process. And I think that Mac was like just so elated by how cool the experience was. Like how yeah. cool Taz and Rue and you and like the house band, like everybody was. Mm-hmm. Um, that like I even even on like the drive out like he was like tearing up a little bit like yeah. to the airport he was kind of like I could sense there was yeah. like a, he was like fuck man I'm, I'm gonna miss you guys this, yeah this is gonna be tough uh, so shout out to Mac Ayers man thank you so much for making the trek dude and like getting out of your comfort zone and coming up here and lending your your talents and your and your uh, personality and your time and it's like that's a a friendship that'll that'll last for a long time. It's super cool. Yeah. He is, he's a really special dude and he's so young and to be as talented and as like far along as he is, it's really inspiring and cool and encouraging. It's just like, wow, man, like God, you're a decade younger than us and you're a decade farther ahead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Well, it's, it's, it's like, it's cool to see that, where you, where you spend your time is where you blossom. And yeah. Like Mac is a, I'm going to get in the studio every day kind of guy. And he doesn't really seemingly care about touring mm-hmm. like that. He loves playing shows, but like touring is not a high priority for him. Um, video stuff's not a high priority for him. Like music and just like being in the studio and in the lab is like, that's all he loves to do. Yeah. That and like fucking smoking weed, dude. The guy smokes <laughs> yeah. more weed than anybody I've ever met. We were going to do a, we were going to do a second podcast with him where we just like smoked hella weed. High. It's just, oh, you and me would have just been like, I th- what, yeah, I'm was, interested. Was, was I funny? <laughs> What's funny is like when I, the, I think when I get paranoid for when I'm smoking is when I'm trying to think my way out of being high. Oh yeah. Yeah. The worst right. thing you can do. And I, 
I wish I could get to a point where I'm just like, I don't care. Embrace it. And just, just embrace yeah. the silliness of it. I think I was more prone to do that like in my early 20s because I just honestly didn't give a fuck. Yeah. I thought I had the whole entire world figured out. And now in my 30s, I'm like, I'm so far away from having anything figured out. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but uh, it's cool to see just like essentially where you put your time is where you grow. Yeah. And like being in the studio with Mac, we wrote a bunch of songs together. I learned so much from him. Yeah. Like just little things. I was like, what are you doing there? Teach me that. What's going on there? What are you doing here? Um, he's made all four of his albums top to bottom by himself in his king room, dude, like, yeah. like literally his apartment and they're beautiful sounding records. They're greatly written, like wonderfully written songs. Um, and it was just so inspiring to, to kind of have just to know like, yeah, where you spend your time is where you're going to excel. Yeah. And you know, I think over the pandemic we've excelled in the video production we've excelled in this podcast and live at the lodge is i, I think that was the best episode we've sh visually we've shot ever since we've shot it like i'm getting the hang of that and it's because we've been putting our time in yeah and i i'm excited to know that if you like just buckle up and put your time into really anything that you're passionate about you you will get better at it yeah totally. and you will eventually be be qualified to to do that thing yeah, yeah. like my drinking right yeah. there you go steve's a yeah it is it's it's cool man and it's encouraging martial artist <laughs> i think it's a it's like you know per perseverance and just putting putting your time into anything is you know is always kind of daunting because you're like i don't know how long this is going to take to get to where i want to go but it's just like hopefully what that thing is that you're doing that you're putting your time into is something that you just like doing as it is so like when i think about you know where you know, we, we talked about as, as, as a trio, like what this podcast was going to be eventually. And like, dude, it's not, you know, it's not going to really start making that much sense until like a hundred episodes in, this is like 30 something. Oh, I think, it, I think it's gonna, I have a feeling that all of the creative ventures that we put forth are not going to make sense until a couple hundred episodes in. Yeah. I've noticed this about, I don't, TV shows that's like my favorite thing to dive yeah, into now right is like a TV show that is a season deep but like I don't pay attention to except Ted Lasso that was like the first season of anything that I've watched the first season of when the first season came out yeah but it was all just available to us so we could binge it well yeah but I usually don't pay attention what I'm saying is I don't pay attention to something until it's three seasons deep yeah, yeah. and enough people have told me about it that I go, oh, okay, I'll go check that out. Yeah. I never watch anything like first well, go because yeah. I just don't trust advertisement. I, I trust right. word of mouth, word of mouth. Yeah. If like Steve tells me like, oh yeah, you really got to dive into Ted Lasso. Then I'm like, okay, I got to dive into Ted Lasso. I like that. Yeah. But, uh, it's interesting that way. And I think it, that's the kind of the cool thing about the internet is it, in my personal opinion, it, it's going to give folk the opportunity to find that lane and to find to learn with the art form. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's really cool. And, and I think that this, just this specifically will obviously continue to get better. Like I find myself feeling more loose. It's weird. Cause I still feel like nervous talking to guests pretty much every time if mm. they're in the space with us, that's one thing. But like now that we're doing these remote things and mm -hmm. a lot of times, like we don't, 
know them well. Yeah. Uh, so it's always just like, I don't know how this is going to go. It's crazy. But they always wind up being something that we walk away from being like, this is awesome. And the I think Andy Dick one was interesting. The Andy Dick one was very interesting. I was yeah. nervous <laughs> for pretty much the whole thing until they sang, until they sang Finger Bang. Yeah. I mean, and so I was many, like, oh, this is going to be just fine. I had a lot of people comment on that one and they were just like, man, can't, couldn't handle what it. What the fuck yeah. was that? You should dude. release the hour long of outtake. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. The whole hour They're of just not like. on screen. And yeah. Those yeah it was were, like a half an hour of them just trying to figure out the blind. Yeah. Yeah. Then Sven came in and figured it out. Yeah. I mean, that was on of that. For folks who haven't listened to this podcast, we're, you know, this is kind of talking out of pocket because you don't have any reference, but we did a show with, (laughs) with the comedian and actor, Andy Dick, who I, he's either Andy Kaufman reincarnated or (laughs) just a fucking, just like a legitimate crazy person. I can't tell. I don't know. And I think that that's the ruse. Yeah. But, uh, there was this moment we had just finished doing a podcast with Magnus Tingsek, who's from Malmo, Sweden Mm -hmm. and tiny town. We start, yeah, it's just, it's a town of a hundred thousand people. We start right after that. We get on, we, we're going to do an Andy Dick podcast, right? Like they, uh, a bunch of shit goes wrong. Andy doesn't have internet. They're like three house. hours late. They're like three hours late for it. <laughs> then they stop at like a Carl's Jr. Their internet's broken. They don't have in-room dining. So they go to this like girl's house who has a conference room to set the internet. They get, they get on the zoom call and the first five seconds of the Zoom call, Andy calls us fucking faggots. Yeah. <laughs> and and now I don't like to utilize that, that term. I don't even like to express it unless you know, like in a in a in right. that manner that I just did. But like to give the folks at home an understanding of like how yeah. crazy this podcast was. <laughs> and then they just proceeded for the next forty five minutes to figure out how to, to to put the blinds down so they could get the lighting right <laughs> on their Zoom call. And so this guy comes in named Sven. You couldn't have pulled him out of a Was it a, Sven? No, 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 no. I don't know what his name was. But he's he looks like a Ken doll. His skin is <laughs> yeah. glistening. And Andy Dick is hitting on him. Yeah. Like getting his phone number and we're like, hey, man, well, you sound Swedish. Where are you from? He's like, he's like, Malmo. I'm like, there's no way. Are you, is, are we getting set up? Like, am I on punked right now? I feel like I'm being punked. Where's Justin Bieber at? Um, it was, was it was such bizarre. an interesting, bizarre podcast. I'm not positive how we started talking about the Andy Dick one, though, other than like, I think, right. We started on this trail about Mac really just like investing time into the studio. And that's why he's so good in that space. And he's so comfortable in that space. And I think anytime you're intimidated by something that you want to do, it's, it's natural. You just have to dive in and suck at it for a while. Yeah. Like if you go back and watch early episodes of this show, episodes of the live at the lodge, you go back and listen to early records. You like anything you used to do. Mm Mm-hmm sucks yeah and you have to be okay with failing and sucking. right i mean we suck right now like we're in the suck phase still oh yeah well and we'll constantly whenever we go five years back we'll be like god god you're such, such idiot. Can you idiots believe? but that is kind of fun i mean to have this documented and recorded and put into the world is pretty cool because 20 years from now to come back and look at these things is going to be interesting and fun because this is a documentary of us. 
Yeah, I hope that that yeah. I hope that that double F that I just l- laid down from reciting Andy Dick's response to our initial 15 minutes of podcast doesn't come back bite me in the ass when I'm yeah, running for no, president. It, yeah, when you're running for prezi. No, it won't bite you. You were you were you, you were you what? Wow. You were uh, making a reference to somebody yeah. else saying yeah. something. So um, I think you got Mayor of Chihuahua in the bag, but Prez is a reach, bruv. Mayor of well, Chihuahua, dude. You didn't let me finish. I said President of Chihuahua. Oh, perfect. <laughs> there's that. no President of Chihuahua. Mayor? There's is there even a mayor? Uh, I believe there is a mayor. Yes, there's a mayor yeah, Joe of Joe Pacutis <laughs> of any of any. <laughs> is that who it is? is it, was that where that was from? Pacutis. No, it was a comptroller or something. <laughs> Which no one knows what that is. Does anyone know what a comp troller is? A comp troller? Computer troller? Yeah, I think just like somebody who gets online Troll. and s- says what they shouldn't. Uh, m- maybe Andy Dick is a comp troller. <laughs> That's just what he did to us. Speaking it? of 20 years or 10 years younger, what's coming next? Because it's Gen Z, right? Yeah. What's what's next? What's the next gen? I feel well, like gen- I mean it's alphabet. So, well, and who names who names the gen? I don't know. So, same person who names Hurricanes Karen. Uh, yeah, who does that? I don't know. Who yeah. who's the guy who's like, oh yeah, this one's called Hurricane Isabel. Yeah, don't know. I mean, it's probably just a boardroom of people that like somebody throws it out, and then like just, somebody else is like, how do you get that gig? Do I go on Monster? I don't think. I don't know if it's a. I don't know if it's like a specific person. I'm sure it's just like a group of people that just are all working that. Uh, I don't know. It's like, a, it's like an they, order. They look at yeah. the, yeah. or is it like a Rorschach test where they look at the hurricane on the satellite? <laughs> and they're like that yeah. reminds me. Yeah, it reminds me of Mag Magnus, <laughs> my ex girlfriend in college. You guys ever been? A, you guys ever been uh, around a hurricane or like a, uh, around the aftermath of a hurricane or like in an area that where a hurricane happened? Mm, Never a hurricane. No. Tornadoes. Where was a tornado at? The Midwest. We were you were on I tour. We were, yeah, we were on tour going through. I think Oklahoma. Did you just laugh something. at him? No, I <laughs> the sky turned. You were just the laughing sky at turned him. like green and yellow, like a bruise. Wow! And we were like, "This is fucking weird." And then we flip on the news on the radio, and you know, like fifteen miles away or something, a tornado would touch down, and then just this crazy storm happened. Wow! I was in. A, but right? we saw the aftermath of that. And it, was, and, it, and it did some damage. Oh yeah, it tore through barns and fences. It never lands like in the middle of a city. It right. Just like tears through all these fucking farmers. Yeah. Right when I had moved to New York, because uh, I moved in the beginning of 2012, like right as 2012 started, and I think I can't remember exactly, but it was like I think 2013 or maybe even 2012. Uh, Hurricane Sandy came through New York and just like devastated that city, and the water came up and over, and just like. Dude, it was so crazy because I rode my bike into Manhattan because we like New York was shut down for like two weeks. Like it went down into the subways and like flooded the subway system. There were pictures of people like scuba diving through the (gasps) subway tunnels. Oh, now that's terrifying. It was crazy, dude. How many people? Because there's a I watched a documentary at one point about I think it was a vice doc about the communities that live in the sewer systems in yeah. New York City. I've always wanted to like, sometimes when I've, I've gotten like drunk or something, I've been like, man, it would be so cool to go down and just like have like a proper excursion through the subway systems. And I'm just like that, when I'm sober up, I'm like, that's the that's worst idea of all time. Idea. Yeah, this is why Julian doesn't drink anymore. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, I'm drinking now. Um, but yeah, Hurricane Sandy came and it was really crazy because just, just to shut down a city like New York's 
in general was was so bizarre mm-hmm. um but i i rode my bike into manhattan like two weeks after it had happened and you know it was like lights were still out everything was still shut down and god man there were like trucks flipped over like going into like tunnels and stuff like the lincoln tunnel was like flooded out and I, uh, there was like, you know, wall street was literally flipped upside down. Like I was looking into buildings and like the first floors of stuff was just like literally just flipped upside down because all the water went through and Mm. like just completely took over. And then I rode, continued riding my bike up through, uh, Manhattan. I got up into times square as the sun was starting to set and I just sat out there. I was with my friend Mo who you met, um, Mm. And we were like in Times Square by ourselves in the pitch black dark with no lights. Crazy. It was so, I'd like to have pictures of it, but it doesn't show because it's just so dark. Yeah. Uh, it was really, really weird. But yeah, that was a, uh, that was so crazy, man. Then I remember riding back over the Brooklyn bridge and looking cause Brooklyn, a lot of Brooklyn was still open uh, or like electricity was working, but all of Manhattan was off. So like in the middle of the bridge, I was looking out at Brooklyn and seeing all the lights and then looking into Manhattan mm. and like all it was was like the moon illuminating light onto the city of darkness. Yeah, I don't really, I guess I don't know the layout of New York probably even close to as well as you do, but Manhattan touches the bay? Uh, the river. The river. So Manhattan, yeah, Manhattan is like basically and Brooklyn doesn't? It does. They're both separate. They're both separated by like the East River. Oh, well then mm. why, why didn't Brooklyn flood? Parts of it did. Oh, okay. Yeah, parts of it did, but, like, there was, I don't know, like, Manhattan, I don't know, like, what the, what the, uh, I don't know. I don't know why it did, but, like, it was down at the tip, like, down by, like, Battery Park, where, like, the Statue of Liberty is and stuff mm-hmm. like that. That's where it, like, all flooded in, but that's all, like, financial district, so, yeah. like, Wall Street and all that stuff. It was crazy. And parts of Brooklyn that were on, like, the, on the water flooded as well. Just a super crazy thing, man. People were just drunk for like three weeks straight in their houses because they couldn't do anything else right it's kind of Bar, like, like the entire year, stores year the, of the pandemic yeah i know what a weird thing man god it's been a year it's been a year it's crazy i remember when I everything mean, shut down i was like right now is when we were all getting sick yeah we were all getting sick on tour and we were like uh it'll be we'll be situated by june mm-hmm. i remember we rebooked the tour for like august mm-hmm. or something mm-hmm. and I mean, a year in, and I still don't know how it shakes out. I kind of, I have inclinations that are not at all based in anything other than just like recycled knowledge. But um, I, mean, I don't. I'm interested to see when this thing shakes out and like how it shakes out and how we kind of come back from this. It's mm-hmm. so many businesses have closed and so many the tensions and people's specifically business owners who have gone, I feel so bad for like restaurant owners who have had to open, close, open, close, open, close, and like try to reinvent everything Yeah. during a time where no, personally, I don't ever know what's happening. Like we went to Cochinita last night, this little restaurant in town. I was like, you guys are open. Yeah. How long has this been happening? Yeah. Uh, they're like, Oh yeah, it was shut down. I was like, how do you even keep up with that? Like, where do you get, where do you find the news to keep up with it? I'm, I'm, not at all connected to that, but, um, yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see what like this same time next year looks like. Well, it sounds like vaccines will be pretty heavily distributed by like this summer, 
So that's what I know. wonder what that will do. And I also wondered like what the what the after effects of that will be for people, if at all anything. The vaccine after mm-hmm. effect will be, yeah, I yeah. That's the one. Uh, if there's anybody speaking against vaccination, that's like that's the one perception is how do you test something long enough to know its side effects you know when you're releasing it in a year i am not at all i'm not in that world at all so i'm not going to speak out of pocket but um it's just crazy i none of us have lived through you know a world war or the great depression although i bet history will tell us that like the 2008 financial crisis was pretty gnarly mm-hmm. this feels like the most um highlighted time in my life that i'll look back and be like wow that was crazy i can't believe we lived through that mm-hmm. not that it was now granted like i've been lucky for sure and i'm not speaking as to my specific situation because i haven't suffered really at all I, ha- yeah. I haven't um I've had to cancel things. Sure, there's been less money in my bank account, um, but me personally, like I, nobody close to me has passed from this disease. Um, nobody that I know personally has really struggled with this disease. So I've been lucky. Mm-hmm. But just going through a situation where the entire world has shut down is insane. Yeah, I mean, even even in times of war, World War One and Two, there were still portions of the world that weren't in the firefight right yeah every corner of the globe has been affected and shut down by this thing which is like insane mm-hmm. yeah i don't know what another year looks like i don't I also like it, you know vaccine comes in and then we people take it but not everybody and then I don't, yeah, like, you know, a lot of people are just saying like once, once everything's back to normal and I don't just don't know what that, what normal is anymore for anything. Like, do we wear masks forever? What's funny is how quickly this became normal. Yeah. Right. Like how there, when we first got back, Steve, from that tour, I didn't wear a mask. I was like, I was one of the last people to like wear a mask in public. Not, I wasn't one of the last people, but I waited until Governor Inslee made the mandate uh-huh. to like wear a mask inside. And it must have been well into April that I was like still going to the store, not wearing a mask. And I remember during that time, like looking around and seeing people with masks on and being like, dude, you're taking this way too seriously. Yeah. You know, now like going into May when I would walk in a store and I'd see somebody without a mask. God, it was like, oh my God, it was like, it was like seeing a seven foot tall woman. Right. Are you trying to make a statement or are you just completely crazy? Right. Yeah. And it was always just like, you definitely voted for Trump. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Well, that's what it became, man. I did a cross country road trip when I came out to here originally back in July. And it was like, you know, we went through multiple states where people weren't wearing masks and then states where people, where everybody was wearing masks and you could just tell like liberal states versus like conservative states. And, mm-hmm. and it was like a political thing. You know, it's I so spent, some, I spent some time with my cousin in North Carolina and out there it was just like, you know, P- 
people did not wear them, but not not for any other reason besides because they were like making a statement about like who I vote for mm. and people that were, were like making a statement on the other side of that had nothing to do with the actual like reason for wearing a mask at all. It was, was just like, this is who I am. It's an identity thing. It's just like, fuck. Well, I think a lot of people wearing masks because they think with a logical brain, but yeah, sure. well, it's just, it, it, it turned political, but a lot, at, at first it was wear a fucking mask. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's unfortunate that things like that become politicized. It's like, the vaccine becomes politicized in a certain capacity. The um, face masks, like top to bottom in, I don't know if it's like this in other countries, but feels like specifically in America, it feels like it's been incredibly heightened over the last 10 years. It's like everything becomes politicized. Yeah. It always has been. It's just becoming in more of our spectrum because we're more involved in it. Right, because we're getting older, you think? Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. We get more involved? Or we just... We're just more socially aware and conscious of those kinds of things because they do affect us in ways where when you're 23, you don't fucking think about anything other than yourself. I know. We're in our mid-30s. I never even thought I would be in my... I never thought, like, when I was a kid that 30 was even a number I would even... Totally. ...get to. It wasn't even, like... I remember seeing my brother with a... He went to this school that had Bruins as uh, the mascot. Uh, UCLA? The high school. Oh, okay. So he went to this high school that had the Bruins. And I remember I remember being in, in like kindergarten and he was in like fifth grade and watching this. They had He had this thing called Bruin Buddy. Bruin Buddies would come to these elementary schools and they were just like, you know, varsity football players that would come and like make friends with the little kids at the yeah. school nearby. And Gabe was like on television with this Bruin buddy on the news one, one night. And I remember looking at that kid and being like, so old. that's the oldest man I've ever, <laughs> like your parents are a different thing, yeah, but like, yeah, 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 you yeah. know, your parents are just like, they're parents. They're just adult parents. That's what they are. And then this kid who was, you know, probably 16 or 17, maybe 15 even, it was just like, that's, there's nobody as old as that person. <laughs> oh my goodness, man. What a champion. Was that who, who, <laughs> was the buddy Bruin? Dude, that looks like a tree. <laughs> it's amazing. Dude, this guy died at 146? No way. I didn't know that was possible. That's amazing. Oh, he claimed to be the how, oldest person. How old? Age. How old uh, would you guys care to live to? Like, what was? What's like your ideal age? It's to not about. It's not about how old. It's about how like, it's your experience of life. To, uh, for sure, but like, still, if I was still kicking ass at one forty six, bro. I, I'd be down. And there is a legitimate chance that by the time we are. 60 70 80 years old that living longer than our parents will be absolutely possible yeah i mean it's already it's already happening it's like there's there's so many ways to 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 live longer now and and you know i think mostly mostly it comes down to just like diet and being taking care of yourself and being proper but uh 
yeah, I wonder like if the the death rate or the life expectancy will be like increased beyond a hundred by the time we're in our elderly years. Like that, that's the average. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think that because uh... it's like eighty five, or that's kind of what it's always seemingly been. But like back in back in the day, man, it was. 32. Yeah, I've heard interesting uh, perspectives about that, though. Back in those days, infant mortality and, like, children dying from birth Mm -hmm. was, like, 50%. Uh So they would factor that into the average. But, like, Ben Franklin... Ben Franklin lived into his 90s, I think. Did he really? Yeah. Like, like, it's not that people didn't live that long. Um, Obviously, they... It was less likely. Um, Have you guys had people live long in your family? Um, my nah. That's mostly like seventies, eighties in my family. Yeah, uh-huh. me too. Yeah, he lived to eighty-four, which is like, wow. I mean, seventeen ninety. That's Jeez. old. That's old balls territory. That is old balls territory. Seventeen oh six. Jesus, dude, what the hell was happening we in seventeen oh six? We went to uh, Paul Revere's. I, I did this little league tournament when I was a youngster, and we got to travel to Cooperstown, New York. We got to play in this like select league uh, tournament in Cooperstown, New York, where the Baseball Hall of Fame is. And so my dad, who's like he's a history nerd mm-hmm. was like, all right, we're going to, we're going to drive from Chewila, Washington to Boston as a family in our 87 Chevy suburban. Mm-hmm. We're going to camp at KOAs on the way over. It was so much fun. We went to like Mount Rushmore. My dad just gave us like a history lesson of the USA. Cool. And we went to Paul Revere's house in well first and foremost let's talk about this we went to this like jamestown reenactment spot oh yeah bro and there was like like renaissance fair yeah yeah. i mean there's there's people whose full-time job it is to like be ben franklin yeah walk around in like petticoats and be like you (laughs) and just be like act hammered all day i was like this is why you can make a living doing that yeah um we went to Paul Revere's house. I think it's in Boston, somewhere in Boston. My dad like found his way. Bro, people were tiny back then. Yeah. I could barely fit in there. I was like 11 years old. I was like, can't believe it. And you, you were like six foot nine back then? Six foot seven. <laughs> yeah. I shrunk, yeah, yeah, actually. Yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> um, I was a pretty big youngster, but I don't think I was full grown at that point. I think that was like fifth or sixth grade when we went and played that. Uh, but that was super cool to go to that i mean the east coast of america has so much seemingly not more history but like deeper history yeah deeper american history. yeah totally yeah. i went uh on my fifth uh, fifth grade trip to washington dc and uh it was a it was a really cool experience we went to all these like old houses and stuff and in fact i we walked through i got i got like a food poisoning one night and woke up the next morning and I was like, Drink I'm going to too much mead at the old uh, <laughs> yeah. Ben Franklin Memorial. Yeah. Well, dude, we went, we went, we saw like the tomb of the unknown soldier. And then like, after that, we went to the place that Benjamin Franklin signed the declaration of independence on. Mm-hmm. I puked on that desk. Cause I was so sick. I was like, I was in the room. What? You puked on the desk. I puked that on the ben desk that he Franklin signed. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> Straight to Rikers, they, they, bro. They had to literally, they had to like escort me out of the house. And it was, it was awful. I felt like such oh an asshole. God. It was great though, man. I mean, you know, who gets to do that? <laughs> have to find this. Maybe Ben Franklin. Benjamin Franklin. Yeah, it was pretty funny, man. I was like, you know, 11 years old, yeah. feeling like a real asshole. It's just crazy to think like these old houses, these old monuments, these old things are so new in the world. Oh, right. So new. In comparison to like European, <laughs> brand new Chinese babies. history. Yeah, babies. Yeah. That's the room. Well, America is like a little prepubescent yeah. boy <laughs> in comparison to like Germany or yeah. or uh, Italy. When this when, epically old I mean, old cultures, Chinese Africa. culture, Indian culture, yeah. when I mean, um, Africans like the the Greece, oldest Egyptian. of all the histories. Yeah. Um yeah, it's funny that like it does definitely seem like oh yeah, we we're like in that stage. I mean, what was your guys' best year growing up? I'm trying to think back about like what my best year was. And I think it was like third grade, I think very fondly of. <laughs> I remember signing. And I every- think that that's what we are experiencing right now in America is like third grade. And we're about to like hit our like sixth and seventh grade year. And it's going to fucking suck, dude. All the yeah. girls are going to be way bigger than us. They're going to pick on us. <laughs> Watch yourself, I'm boys. Be confused about my shorts length. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, uh, crap. I was gonna say something and I now forgot it. That's the room, though. That's the room where it happened. The, the room, room where, where it happened. happened. I did not want to be in the room where that happened. <laughs> where? But like, oh, I'm not seeing any. Uh, yeah, life I don't know. Pictures. I, well, I don't know. It. I don't know why they're not showing. I can't. Oh, is this maybe this guy's got a face mask on? He's just the like socially desk. distancing himself. That look from like it. it was ben like a Franklin. room. It was like a room made up. Like you know, there's one of those houses that you walk through, and it's like all. It's just a model house, basically, but it has been untouched and. Yeah, so it, was it the actual yeah. place? Yeah. Oh, okay. That it was just like a preserved house that. Yeah. They had tours through and see i'm trying to get that real estate bro i'm trying to get that real estate where i don't have constitution house i don't have to do anything and people just pay me 20 bucks to come in and look (laughs) at my old shit yeah Yeah. (laughs) it's like i I own the real estate for the first man to ever make a cheeseburger and he made it right here i was i was uh listening to a, a podcast uh with jack black and he was talking about going through jack white's house Oh yeah, and it's like, like a it's like a museum. And he was saying he was like, because Jack White was like, "Hey man, like please don't take photos of this. Like when you come in, I'm sorry, just like don't go through. I don't doubt there's any on here." Oh, we're about to find it. Look, um, here's some. He was just like, "Yeah, don't take any photos." And Jack Black was just like, "All right, all right, whatever, whatever." And he was like walking through, like, "Dude, this is like, why wouldn't you want me to take photos of this? This place is so cool." And then he was like, "I think I realized that he's basically just." acquiring all of these things to put into this house and not wanting people to see it so that it can just be a museum someday when he passes and people will just walk through and like be able to look at his legacy and like I have a close friend who's worked on Jack White's camp for many years and uh, he doesn't have a cell phone he doesn't have have an email address he doesn't need one his assistant has all that shit right but like Regardless of whether or not you, we don't need an Instagram account. We don't need a Twitter. We don't need an email address, right? Like all of these technological advances we never needed, Yeah. but we buy into it because we're like, oh, well that seems, sounds fun. You can just like no longer put stamps on. He is completely preserved like the way of 
yeah, like the way he records too at this point. He still does everything to tape, I think. I think Bill Murray does that too. I don't think Bill Murray has an agent or a manager or like a cell phone or an email address. Just shows up to like bars in Brooklyn, <laughs> starts bar- bartending for people and like just does whatever he wants. Have you watched that doco on Netflix like about Bill Murray, like Bill uh-uh. stories of Bill Murray or something? Uh-uh. Essentially like all these... <clears throat> normal people's accounts of their experiences with Bill Murray. <laughs> and they have all this footage. Like Bill Murray went to South by Southwest one year, just randomly. And then went to somebody's house party. Yeah. And it, like the guys at the house party told the story like, Oh yeah, just open up the door. And Todd came over to me in the kitchen. I was, I was cracking a Coors Light. He's like, bro, fucking Bill Murray's here. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine? I couldn't imagine, man. Closest we got was Sanjaya coming over to our house. Oh, yeah. Sanjaya, man. That was so interesting. Yeah. That was so um, funny. <laughs> bro, Sanjaya's downstairs, man. He's trying to kiss Brent. I kind of hope, I hope at one point that I'm able to, inflict that much joy on people (laughs) you i'm sure you do but like like bill murray size joy yeah 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 i i mean i don't it would just be fun to step in those shoes for a day where like if you i heard a story that bill murray would like (laughs) several times he'll get an elevator with somebody Uh uh-huh who is just there by themselves and he'll stand three inches away from them. <laughs> and then, and then when he gets out of the, and then when he gets out of the elevator, he goes, no one will believe you. Yeah. And he leaves. Yeah. They'll never believe you. They'll never believe this. How thing. great is that? <laughs> just, what I would love though, is just like somebody face. who had no idea who Bill Murray was. Yeah. Like I, my dad. Yeah. My like, dad would have no idea who Bill Murray punches was. Punches him in the face. No, my dad would be my dad would be cool. My dad would just be like looking and just like Yeah. How you doing? Yeah. <laughs> we were in his presence that you did a show that one time the at like Carnegie Hall or something somewhere in New York. No, it was at um some tribute. It wasn't at Carnegie, it was at uh Steve, where does the Almond Brothers always play in New York? They do Oh, like that was at the, the Beacon. Yeah. It was at the Beacon. He was like side stage. It was like Kevin Bacon, uh, Gary Clark Jr. What was that for? It was for uh, Love Rock or Rock Love or something. That was a that was a cool show. Yeah, him and uh, Whoopi Goldberg Whoopi were there. Goldberg was the Whoopi host. was there. Yeah, Whoopi yeah. was there, dude. Yeah, but then we like went back to like the little bar at the hotel that everybody was staying at, and he was in like you know in in that space. And man, I wanted to talk to him so bad, but I, it's so weird when you get around that kind of celebrity, and you're just like. What the fuck am I going to say? Well, like, what's what interesting can I though say? is like that emotion right there is what always pulls me away from it. Yeah. Right. The fact that I want to talk to him. Yeah. Means that I don't have anything to say to him yeah. in my own personal yeah. opinion. <laughs> like if, if I just like s- sat down on an airplane and holy shit, that's Bill Merritt. Like he's sitting right yeah. next. Wow, dude. What's up, man? I love Caddyshack, but yeah. like walking up to him in a public place yeah. where like you've spotted him. Yeah. And going up to him and be like, I just want to let you know that like, yeah. um, you know, that scene in Caddyshack where you're like talking about pool or a pond, pool or a pond, dude, pool or a pond. <laughs> Yo, Bill, pool or a pond, bro. Yeah. It's like well, so, you never, so corny. Yeah. I want to be like two hours into a conversation with him, but I don't want to be anywhere prior to At that. At the beginning of the yeah. conversation. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's how I feel about this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I, so does everybody listening. <laughs> I um, get on with it, boys. <laughs> I was at a music festival once, and John C. Riley. Oh yeah. Uh, this lady stopped me 
with this other, she was just with this man mm-hmm. who was in a big cowboy hat and sunglasses and she had seen the set and she was like, Oh, we really love your music. And it's just like started being super nice to me. And she goes, this is my friend, John. And I look at John. I'm like, Oh, Spit Hey John. Out. Like, hey John, how you doing? Shake his hand. He was kind of taken back at the moment. Like in, in the moment I could tell that like it was shocking that I just said, Oh, Hey John shook his hand. And then like three minutes into the conversation, I'm like, that's fucking John C. Riley. Yeah. <laughs> like standing in front of me, like one of my favorite com- top five favorite comedians of all time yeah. is standing right in front of me, but I could not get it out. I left that conversation. Being what, like, did you just shit your pants? And <laughs> yeah. I was just like, Hey, thanks away. you guys so much for being nice and telling me cool things. Permission to speak about me anytime, anywhere. Yeah. And then just left and went to catering and got a cheese stick or something. <laughs> <laughs> but after that, I was like, Oh, I so badly wish I could have just like told John C. Riley in that moment. Cause we were introduced in such an innocent way. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like yeah, I yeah. approached him in a porter yeah. potty and was like, I just want you to know that like, you know, yeah, right. Uh, it was like a really that innocent a, way that, that was, was like, shot, I, I could have been like, Oh John, um, I just want to let you know that, that walk hard, I think is one of the greatest comedic achievements of the last hundred years. I just <laughs> want to let true? you know that dude, it's one of my f- like it's favorite movies movie. of all time. He wrote and performed all the music. You write it? Yeah. He wrote the movie too. He wrote the movie. Oh wow, yeah, yeah. he's he's an incredible actor, man. He's Jack White was in that. Shout out to Jack White. Hey, who's the king, baby? Oh yeah, karate. No, 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 that's not Jack. Oh, is that Jack White? That's Jack White, oh, bro. Shit. As Elvis, You're right. yeah. You're right. Yeah. Look out! Look out! That. <laughs> yeah, that, we should watch that movie. One let's of these do nights. it. Let's 10, let's have a thousand didgeridoos. Ten thousand didgeridoos. <laughs> yeah, that's a uh, celebrity celebrity sightings are are pretty strange and yeah i just i i feel like i'm such a conversationalist as it is i just want to talk to everybody but like as soon as i see somebody like that i'm like yeah the more i want to the less i will yeah the more you want to talk to some or like it's funny because there's people that i want to meet that i wish i would meet them without me knowing who they are (laughs) Does that make sense? Yeah. Because then I would have like an innocent... It happens in this podcast quite a bit where we've talked about it. We'll have guests on and I'll be like, hmm, like how much research should I do of the guest? Yeah. Because the thrill of meeting somebody for the first time is learning about them. Mm -hmm. And if you go into a conversation like knowing everything about the person, where they graduated, all of their movies, like there's a level of it that's too much that makes the conversation... Uh, it leads the conversation in a non freeform way. Right. So I, I still haven't gotten that, um, like the right, the right amount of knowledge, prior knowledge of somebody, uh, except Andy Dick and going to rehab 27 times. I mm-hmm. definitely learned about that before he came in on the show. And I was like, wow, I wish we would have talked about that more, but pff, we didn't have one single, strand of like no. <laughs> intelligible conversation right. no, no 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 yeah well we also have just like a slew of different types of people that come on so it's like <clears throat> you know when you when you get moving forward like for the guests that we start bringing on as well that the 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 more popularity these people have the more we inherently know about them because they're public knowledge yeah. most of the guests we've had on not many people know about so we either like and it's nice to have those conversations where you're just like, I don't actually know anything. Let me learn because this is great. But when you 
when you get like an actor or a musician on that has, you know, a lot of success and people know really well, it's like you already know certain stuff about them already. So you enter the conversation from a different place. But I think there's just like, I, I'm on the same page as you, but I do like to know like enough to feel like I've respected that person. Yeah. That's, that's the level that I'm talking yeah. about, but there's a li- just a little bit over that. Yeah. That is weird. I don't know. It's super interesting to me yeah. because I always feel like I feel more connected to somebody when I'm genuinely like entrenched in the joy of getting to know somebody. Uh-huh. Sure. Right. Sure. Cause I think that's like the most special part about new friendships Yeah, is like, Whoa, wait, you grew up where? Oh, you know about, you know, that's the spark that like makes me want to talk to anybody period. Mm-hmm. But like when you, going back to that John C. Riley incident that I had, it was innocent in that moment. But like, if I saw John C. Riley like on a subway, my wheels would start turning. Like, okay, how do I talk to him? And how do I like get him there? And how yeah. do I? It's almost like you're going into that conversation like wanting something. Yeah, which is awkward. It's it's a super what's, weird dichotomy. What's really crazy, and I, and I'm not trying to boost your your ego or anything like that, but watching you do your like, well, you, you should try. I'm trying to lower. I'm trying to lower it. I try it. Okay, we'll Make see, it let's see if this works. Really, really blow me up on this one. <laughs> Pump my tires, baby. Pump Man, my tires. your kneecaps are so hot. Um, That's an Aussie, Aussie uh, <laughs> saying that I like a lot. Man, I'm not trying to pump your tires on this, but... Uh, <laughs> sorry, go ahead, Jordan. Um, <laughs> cut my finger. I'm biting my nails again, dude. It sucks. Uh, watching you do your meet and greets. And because somebody's reference of you can be the same, yours, same reference to Bill Murray. Like somebody, there are people in the world that like you are their idol, which is fucking weird first and foremost, but also it's just true. And so like, have you come across, like, cause I'm sure you, you have a kind of interesting like character study, kind of like interesting experience that you can dive into when you're having those experiences with people as to how they approach you being mm-hmm. like, super nervous and like what do i say like you know they typically they know that they have like a limited time with you Mm. so they have something probably prepared to say Mm. um have there ever been people who just like that you're like wow dude that guy nailed that yeah for sure yeah (laughs) because it was just and is it typically sorry is it just typically like because they're just being present and feeling like they didn't have something prepared or so i think that when people approach me like i'm still a human is when it goes really great. Mm-hmm. Um, the ones that always don't go, or they all go fine. It it all comes from a from a not an evil place. None of it comes from a of course, not, not evil place. Right. The the ones that are relatively kind of annoying are the ones where you're just like a zoo animal. Yeah. And people just want to like take a selfie with you so they can feel like get encouragement online. Mm-hmm. That never. I mean, it is what it is it's just kind of a shadow of the thing that I'm, that I do. Um, but it doesn't make me feel any which way about that person. Mm-hmm. Whereas like there are people who have approached me who have been like, uh, who have connected with me like I'm a human, right? Like, man, how you doing? Like what's, Hey, you know, there's this really good sandwich spot in town, you mm-hmm. know, but that takes so much minerals. Like, yeah. like, I would never go to Bill Murray and be like, hey, dude, have you ever been to Cats? Yeah. <laughs> you ever been to Cats Deli? Yeah. You know, like it takes minerals to, to approach somebody that you, that you, I don't know if you 
idolize or you just think a certain which way about right and bring bring them down to the human level because that's what they are mm-hmm. that we're all humans where our experiences are all human experience um the uh there's good people everywhere it's just the when when you're treated like a human yeah with human emotions and human experiences is when it goes really well for me personally i know there's i've definitely been around people with a specific amount of notoriety though who that's a turnoff yeah it's not and i think it's just essentially an insecurity like there's definitely some people who get attention for a thing and get a celebrity for a thing because they want to be a celebrity not because they just love doing the thing that somehow gets the celebrity yeah and that's so gross bro it's so gross it's so gross to be around people who are like feel deserving of notoriety or feel deserving of fame or feel deserving of celebrity or that's what they're most concerned about is like how many people know about them or how many people care about them or how, how important they need to feel or where their table is or if you know their name or not like it's so that journey of celebrity seems like hell to me yeah and it happens all the time i i especially nowadays when like you can just get famous for fucking putting your hand in front of the phone and then changing your outfit and moving your hand away (laughs) (laughs) shout out to tiktok yes make one i already did make a tiktok you guys should go follow us we're called gypsy boys (laughs) gypsy b-o-i-s there's another one of two tiktoks another one of julian's drinking excursions (laughs) (laughs) no i was i wasn't drinking uh, I don't know. I don't either. <laughs> I can't tell made it a few nights ago. It was pretty stupid, but uh, we got some good stuff up there, man. It's real good content, prop, premium content, premium content. We had uh, we we have one video up there that's actually really great of, of of me falling through the ice. That's the best. I mean, I fell through too, dude. But you fell through worse <laughs> or better, honestly. Julian, you went through. Alan fell. Through. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's a really wonderful <laughs> description of what yeah. happened. Yeah. Um, I, sorry, we were, we were, we were chatting about that celebrity thing. And I, I was thinking like, cause, cause my, what I wanted to know was like, have people ever, have you ever just felt like, dude, you're awesome. <laughs> like, yeah, I it happens all the time. Cause, cause like Teddy swims was, that was one of example. Them. Yeah. It happens all the time where people are just cool people and mm-hmm. I'm like, Oh, you, we should hang out. You want to go hang? Yeah. That's the, yeah, that's so yeah, cool. It happens. It happens all the time. Um, and it's such a wonderful breath of fresh air, uh, because, a lot of the time, a lot of the experience is, Hey, let me just get my five seconds with you so I can get my picture taken mm-hmm. with you so that I can share it online so that I can yeah. get enough likes. Or, I mean, I'm, I'm projecting that. I don't know if that's the intent behind everything, but that's how it feels to me is like, Oh, I'm a zoo animal. Yeah. And people just want to like take a picture of a Bigfoot if they see one. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, in, in every town, in every city, all across the world there's like always beautiful people that we run into that uh somehow manage to treat you like and i think probably what it is is they just don't think i'm very cool <laughs> they think they just like i mean like they don't they're not that big of a fan of me maybe hmm. you know like well, no they, i mean they're at the meet and greets they're a big fan of you but they're not well, like I don't, you on a pedestal yeah maybe that's it they're not they're not like they don't think i'm jesus yeah you know or not that god that's such a fucking terrible thing to say like Why? Well, because I'm obviously not, I don't, I don't well, yeah, think just, that people think I'm Jesus. Well, there's, I'm sure there are some people that 
like regard you that way, which is so weird. And to to think anybody's that way, like, you know, it, it, we think we think very highly of Bill Murray, like we were just talking about. We don't think of him in that way, but there are certain people that fucking idolize their the people that they're a fan of sure. so much. Sure, it's just it's it's odd coming from my mouth. Yeah, I get right, it. Right, but, of course, yeah. But uh, well, there we go, Alan. We just uh, blew up your ego, and you squashed it yourself. So <laughs> I'm slashing tires. You're dude. I'm slashing my own tires. You're is is. Um, uh, yeah, it's it's an interesting thing. It's a weird thing too because I haven't felt it in in a year and a half now. Well, people have been hitting me up for autographs lately a bunch. I'm just like signing them and everything. It's all cool. Are you dude. signing them and just sending them out? Yeah, signing them, sending them out <laughs> with postage. With, uh, our, with our house as the return address? <laughs> yep, this is Alan Stone's address. Everybody needs to know it. Here we are. Yeah, a lot of autographs, dude. Bleach my hair blonde. I've just been fucking... I'm hot, Autographs, are, I'm autographs are weird. So weird. Like now. I mean, they used to not be weird when like not every single human had a, a camera. But like, yeah. you know, back in the day when you would go to a baseball game or you'd go to a concert. Mm -hmm. Like what's the thing I can take from this moment that yeah. like is yours. Okay. Yeah. It's your autograph. Yeah. Whereas now like who the fuck wants an autograph? A lot of people do. My, I have some friends who have been in, I have a friend who was like the black power ranger on like four episodes of power rangers back in the day. Mm -hmm. And he goes to these comic cons. Is he black? No. Yeah. He's white. Yeah, I never thought about it like that. I think he's just like the evil one. Oh, okay. Which is also weird that that is the case. Seems I think like he's we, like the bad. Like we got a, a budding social justice yeah. scenario happening. Let's talk here. to the Power Rangers producers about that. What's up, guys? What are you doing? No, no, no. Anyways, go. Anyways, he played this character. He's like, you know, just a like four or five episode stint. And he goes to these Comic Con. And it was back in like the 90s. And he goes to these Comic Cons and. Tens of thousands of people show up to these things right. to get autographs, right. and like there's lines for him because it's like this is this was the Black Power Ranger, and he's like the guy. And people have this like he, there's this these fan groups of people for everything that happens, man. Like I have a girlfriend who's a um, like a talent manager for those specific events um for guys from the walking dead oh god and she goes to these comic cons and they're like people that have been only been on a couple episodes but they, they like did they, something to like one of the main characters do they have to dress up in their walking dead outfit i don't know yeah i've i've been uh in cities where like comic con was happening because i i don't know how many different cities they happen at but they like like staples center yeah yeah they're and huge. there's more people there than I've ever seen at a Lakers game and I'm blown away by it. I mean, that's kind of the coolest part about living with the internet is that anybody can find anything. Yeah. And all of these, we, we did a tour one time in Germany uh, with this German reggae band called seed we opened up for them. Oh yeah. Those were huge concerts, huh? Dude, they, they played stadiums only in Germany. Like 50,000 people in Berlin, three nights, 50,000 people. I had never heard of the band before in my life. Yeah. And as somebody who thinks that in order to like gain uh, a level of specific success, you have to be a household name, like that goes to prove against it mm -hmm. that you can like be doing really big things and nobody ever knows about it. 
not nobody, right? But like, we just live in such a gigantic world where you can literally distribute and connect to every person on the planet now. I mean, almost everybody has a phone. Yeah. That's, that's pretty cool. Yeah. And I think Comic-Con, man, that, I don't get it, but uh, I'm cool People that it do. exists. Yeah. They make a lot of money doing that stuff, man. It's like such a great supplemental way to stack your chips dude because those actors go out there and they're just like yeah i haven't worked you know if you're not if you're not acting on something currently you're an unemployed actor so it's just like sweet yeah i'll go out and do this thing mm. and people are paying like you know 50 to 100 dollars for an autograph <laughs> and yeah, then they get like you know like a couple thousand of those people coming out and doing that thing and it's just like sweet i just made a bunch of money for a day of just putting up with I've always wondered this. why people, why more people don't follow celebrities around to like cafes and just grab their receipts after they finish eating. <laughs> I do. Well, like I've been, I've had a few moments where like there's people outside the venue, you know, at three or 4 PM. Mm -hmm. And as I'm leaving, you know, getting off the bus to go in the venue, they have like 10 or 12 photos of me that they want Ready? me to sign. Yeah. And like, I realized these aren't for them. They're going to try to sell these eventually, uh -huh. which if there was a <clears throat> hundred people out there asking for that, like those would be the guys I'd be like, you guys get real. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, I'll sign the kids things here, but I'm not, you know, but with two people, I'm just like, sure. Uh, I don't, I've always thought that though. Like, you know how many different things I sign in a day? Yeah. <laughs> like I sign, like I go to the coffee thing and right. like sign and put 20% I put sign my name. Yeah. You know, uh, it seems like like waiting out in the cold seems like an archaic way of like, I know, <laughs> but I think it's the, the photo. Like I think if you go on eBay, you guys want to try to go on eBay see. and buy a signed photo of me? Of you right now? <laughs> Let's see, see if they got them. Let's <laughs> go. <laughs> Check it Sweet, out. Sweet, dude. If What if they don't have any? Are you going to feel bad about yourself? No, I'm not going to be surprised at all. Alan Stone signed picture. <laughs> what do we got? We got... Dude, 40 whoa! bones? 40 bucks for a signed Alan Stone... 85 poster. down there, dude. Poster with proof. We got another vinyl. 200 bucks, bro. Ooh, whoa. this one. 2012 poster. Two, I got... 20 of these in my basement <laughs> <laughs> not for long look Jules at this yes yeah, see what i'm talking about alan stone unaware musician signed eight by ten photo and proof and I wonder proof. The proof what's is. the proof let's check it out seller jp gavel <laughs> <laughs> what the <laughs> yeah <laughs> that would be so funny if that was what i was doing this matt finished photos professionally developed in a photo lab check out the proof picture of alan stone signing okay oh, show me the proof picture bro there's a shit ton of damn, them damn dude oh those are nice deals 20 bucks 20 bucks 19.99 this, this one who right? and also who decides like the whole 99 cent thing like why don't you just put 20 bones bro this just, one like... right here is a picture of me singing at chautauqua <laughs> oh really yeah the chawila fair <laughs> <laughs> what a trip dude that's kind of fun right there's a lot of them you totally knew you had these out here i didn't know yeah, at you all did. you've checked this out i've never checked this out this is have you ever gotten bad reviews? Like you ever like, yeah, I know sure. a lot of people just like, don't like to look at, like look themselves up because they don't want to, you know, have to deal with the shitty reviews people say about them. But I feel like you pretty, you people that like you just kind of like you a lot. And I don't think you get a lot of bad reviews, but well, I'm just not am right. I wrong? Uh, we got a bad review of the VIP experience for the Valentine's <laughs> day banquet. By who? Everybody that lady. went? 
I don't know, some lady commented on my Instagram like, that was trash. Well, yeah, we were, I, I yeah, I was, uh, I was heavily intoxicated for that. Yeah, you were using a lot of profanity. Was I? You oh, don't blame it on me. I am blaming it on you. It was all you. The whole thing that it was bad was me? Well, I mean, it was, I think it was tough having Tommy and, yeah, it was tough. and uh, Teddy like Skype in. That was just, we just shouldn't have done that. A lot of it things. just should have been me mm-hmm. and you and Steve and like that should have been it. Now, it was great to see Tommy and Teddy, but I think that trying to. Keep, How long did that whole thing last? Like, it was like an hour and a half. I don't know. Uh, huh. I've gotten bad reviews before, for sure. Yeah. Did they hurt your feelings? Well, look at, this is it. You signing it. The picture of. Oh Let me get God. a picture of him signing it. The so friendliest that I can... stranger. <laughs> Weird, man. Who, like, uh, I guess who's, there's, who's buying these? No one, apparently. I mean, nobody. They're still up, bro. I signed <laughs> this like two years ago. <laughs> $70 for anybody at home who mm. wants to send Julian a really good Christmas gift. Go and buy s- him one of these. The if friendliest sent stranger. Me, if somebody sent me a, a an autographed picture of you. <laughs> I would wipe my nards with it, dude. <laughs> I mean, this guy's got so many things for sale. Yeah, that's Look crazy. Sign the things people do Bozzi. for the things people do for money, man, are such a trip. Look at this. There's some crafty people, man. Yeah. <laughs> and it is it is kind of crazy to think like, man, if I had. That's like their gig, man. We had people at Showbox and Crocodile, these are venues in Seattle that would show up to like our bigger shows and they would that's all they were there for. Yeah, but they would that, that can't be their only gig. No, no, of course well, not. Who's okay, to say? How mean, great is I this? Assume. So the friendliest stranger blacks out his face, but he keeps L King's face in there. <laughs> like that seems weird, bro. Show us who you are, man. Yeah, who are you, friendly stranger? You listening? Come on, you're not the friendliest you stranger. There? If you're blacking out your face. Yeah, dude. Give us a chance. Give us a chance. Shout out to L King. What a sweetheart. She's nice. She's awesome. Yeah, she's great. She's a she's funny AF, dude. She's a riot. She's so fun to be around. Um Yeah, that's crazy. That I just did crazy. not think that that existed. Wow. Yeah, I I I mine that are all up there are probably all just you probably couldn't find any cuz they've all been sold cuz yeah, they're in my room. Yeah. Yeah, they're just at con- right. they're on the Comic-Con <laughs> circuit. <laughs> the Comic-Con <laughs> shelves. <laughs> All of my, all of my signed headshots. Your blue blood Z shot. Nation. <laughs> Z Nation. <laughs> you guys seen Z Nation? <laughs> He's a love throwing that out. Oh, you seen Z Nation, dude? I'm in it. I love abbreviating things that nobody knows what they <laughs> yeah, are. Yeah, totally. Guessing <laughs> Z Nation. Like, first of all, so what's the full word? Oh, Z Nation. Yeah, what's that? <laughs> what is that? You should see if you can get into Comic Con under the star of Star Leaf, dude. I was killing it in Starleaf, bro. We were, we, uh, I think they took it to Starleaf. That movie was so funny, man. That, the, did you, did you guys ever, uh, we, I think Steph bought one and it came, like the DVD came with joint papers. No, that was us. You guys bought one too? Yeah, Laura bought one, yeah. So great, dude. I don't like I'm that. specifically saying Laura bought it. <laughs> I don't like that you were in the movie though and like you're not on any of the pictures. And yeah, I'm not, I'm just ugly, dude. I was the star. Leaf. Leaf. <laughs> Look at the rotten oh, tomatoes. Oh, there he dude. is, baby. Look at the rotten t- tomatoes. I remember watching the movie and I was like <laughs> so impressed. 
With what? With the movie. You look like the psycho in Full Metal Jacket. Like, regardless of how good... Oh, there's your old girlfriend. Yeah, it's called Shelb Dog. Shelb Deasy, dude. Where'd you guys Shelb film Deasy. this at? Uh, the Olympic National Rainforest. Don't you know that guy, too? Mm-hmm. His name's Tyler. Well, of course I know him. We made a movie together. <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> no, no, no. But, like, like, it looks like Mo. It looks like that guy. Oh, yeah. He does look a little bit like Mo. Yeah. Um... <laughs> Yeah, no, it was such a it was such a blast to make that thing, man. Was that, that was a like real gun? First, it was a real gun, man. Yikes! We had to get like Trump. with a real gun. It was dude. Scared. I had to load it with like a real bullet for one of the shots. It scared the shit out of me because I'd like load it and then cock it, and I was like, yeah. now I'm holding like this AR-15. Like this is crazy. Look but. at how look at if you could just zoom into where Julian's holding the gun right now. I kind of think that's not the proper way to no dude we had like we had like tactical uh right but aren't you supposed to people. hold this little grip section here no you're not no you're supposed to hold the the round no is that the magazine or a handle that's the magazine that's the magazine oh, you're not supposed to hold you're the magazine. Magazine. hold the dude, magazine i don't fucking know man i i don't know anymore <laughs> I all i know is that i was listening to the guy that was like from the military that brought the guns for us he was like this is what you do it's like, all right, cool. And that was also like a moment where I'm like, you know, shooting and getting fucking crazy. Dude, 48%. 48% on Rotten Tomatoes is not that bad. It's not. I've seen worse. I mean, I've seen quite a few movies and watched them from the top to the bottom. Folks at home, go watch, <laughs> go watch Starleaf. Go watch Starleaf. Yeah, you, I think you can get can it on Amazon. Oh, for sure, dude. Let's check out this. <laughs> Amy Prime. <laughs> is it just prime.com? Is that the... Pro, I don't Prime know. Video, dude. Let's check it out. What's the rental? I don't think it is a rental. I think it's just available, right? There's not. Do you have to buy stuff? Yeah, of yeah. course. I wonder how much money you get from. Yeah, three ninety nine to rent Starleaf, dude. Oh, Definitely watching it tonight, treat. dude. Do, treat yourself, guys. Get IPAs, stoned. Have a couple IPAs. Yeah. Watch JP Gavs go deal with aliens in the woods and smoke weed. <laughs> <laughs> That was so fun, man. I had such a blast doing that. That was like my first, I mean, I've, I've never like really led a movie and that, you know, although it's a small budget, you know, tiny little independent thing, it was so fun, man, to just dive in like that and like yeah, great. work on something that was something creative like that. It was such a blast. Did man. the director write it? The director wrote it. Yeah. yeah. His name's Richard Craner. He's such an interesting dude, man. Oh, I bet. So fun. Yeah. And if you like have a conversation with him about what his interpretation of that movie is, it blows your mind. There's like so much depth to what that story actually uh, represents for him. Trying to yeah. Yeah. But you know, to the <laughs> average shout out to show. Dick, shout out to Dick Craner. <laughs> shout out to good old Dick Cranes, dude. <laughs> Dick, Dick Crane, bro. Can you imagine what that would look like? Just a big wiener with a <laughs> shooting up from the top of a building. Good old Dicky Cranes. Oh, man. Oh. Yeah, that's good old times, dude. A lot of cranes in the sky. <laughs> What's that one? <laughs> it's, it's like a dick. Oh, my God, dude. Tower. I loved those guys, man. That was a blast. Uh, well, My ex-girlfriend, too, man. We made a movie together. That was cool. It was super cool. I remember, I think I was just super blazed when I watched it. I remember taking a picture of, I was like, pause it right now. We were watching it at, a, at the house in Seattle, and I, pa I was like, mm, pause it. And I went and stood right next to the to the screen and put my thumbs up so I could send you a picture of like 
proof that I was watching it. Did you sign it afterwards yeah, for proof yeah. and put I it on eBay? It, I signed it. It's up on eBay. Yeah. Alan's making more money off of his signatures of his picture signing them next to Starleaf than Starleaf made. I'm making more than off this fucking podcast. Ah, <laughs> oh, shit, dude. Oh, this is good great. old times. Good old times. Uh, let's so do many, another one. So many, so many wonderful things to talk about. Um, Folks at home, we love you very much. Thank you for tuning in. Um, we'll see you next time. Stay stay well, stay blessed, and stay tuned. Oh, boo-boo, did you just make it to the end of the video? Yes, you did. Do you want to see more videos just like this one, huh? Do you? Well, then head over to patreon.com slash live at the lodge where you can support the how goods of this podcast as well as the entire Live at the Lodge family. Yep, yeah, you're going to get exclusive merch, personalized shout-out videos. Me and Jules, we're going to show up at your house and baptize your nephew, huh? Check it out, patreon.com slash live at the lodge. <laughs>